What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF and The Fast House. I am your host, Brad Gaphart, with us on the line for the fifth time in Big MX Radio history. He's a friend of the show and the official freckle of the Big MX Radio podcast show. Goes by the name of Mitchell Oldenburg, the 52. How's it going, Mitch? Not bad. Just uh, hanging out here in California. Um, done, Done with my training stuff for the day, so just having a cup of coffee and watching a little bit of The Office. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's always a good way to end the day. Uh, I personally usually put that on right before bed, but uh, you're you're uh, you're probably on a different schedule than most these days. Uh, obviously, for those who are in the know, uh, you sustained a knee injury uh, training and preparing for the outdoor series. Um, but uh, before we get to that, maybe like take us through your 2018 a little bit brand new team for you it was announced rather late as far as uh, where you were going to be going i believe the first week in december was the first time we'd heard of uh, you going to the monster energy uh star racing yamaha team for 2018 and uh you as always came out with a ton of speed uh a little bit of a hiccup during supercross and then uh, a derailment during uh the prep for outdoors tell me a little bit about it yeah it's uh it's a bit of a crazy offseason for you um Obviously, things didn't go to the original plan, but I'm pumped on the way things worked out and uh, happy with where I ended up with the Star Yamaha team. And, um, yeah, just uh, Supercross Supercross went okay. Um, I was very happy with how I was riding and how things were going. And unfortunately, had a, a crash at Phoenix the fourth round and kind of just... Uh, had to take a step back and, and let my body recover and heal up. I just, it was getting to the point where it was hard to ride and I wasn't riding at my full potential. So it was just, uh, I feel like it was hurting me in the long run. So got healed up from that, came back for the mud race at Seattle and, um, it was kind of, it's mud, you know, it can go more, it can either go really good or really bad. And yep. I mean, I feel like it went decent for, for the conditions and considering and, um, all in all, wasn't too pumped on my Supercross season. I felt like I had had better results in me, just couldn't put it together. But um, the speed was definitely there. The fitness was there. Just got to – and the hard part's just been staying healthy. So, uh, yeah, getting ready for outdoors, just uh, riding out at Lake Elsinore. And, unfortunately, I had a lap left in my moto, and I was going to be done for the day and just tipped over in a corner and stuck my leg out funny and – yeah, blew my uh, blew my knee out, tore my ACL and MCL, and that's really been it for me. Uh, just been trying to get healthy and and getting this thing back to 100% and um, back on the bike as soon as possible. For sure, and, and of course, the Star Racing Yamaha team has been successful all season long, including uh, some of the rides that you were able to pull off prior to your injury in Phoenix. Um, and that's kind of got to be, uh, like, uh, like rest assured that you were on a, a really solid team. I think, uh, just about, uh, uh, every single one of you, except for yourself and, uh, Colt ended up getting, uh, race wins on the year. And, and you were certainly close to that, 
uh, getting, I think, one of your career best towards the end of the season. I think you got a second, did you not? Uh, no, not this year. Uh, last year. Last year, yep. Last year. No, it's been it's been really cool watching the team and how good they've been doing outdoors, yeah. and it's just it's kind of it's comforting knowing that I'm I'm on one of the best. I I feel I am on the best team in the 250 pits. You know what I mean? So, um, I think our bike is amazing. I'm I'm really bummed that I didn't get to ride it outdoors. I think that's where it shines the most. And the guys that over at Star with Brad and and Will and all those guys have been working hard and testing and trying to get the bike better every day. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see how hard these guys work on and on like having the best bike in the pits and you can definitely see it on race day it's it's pretty crazy to think and uh yeah like i said i'm just i'm bummed i didn't get to ride it outdoors and and get to really see how gnarly it is but uh just watching ap and and justin cooper and and all the guys like uh racing and and doing well and and how fast the bike looks on tv is just crazy to me for sure i think uh, people might not even really realize that uh, four out of the last five outdoor titles uh knocked down by uh, a star racing yamaha uh ever since they went to that uh reverse engine uh, configuration that engine has been extremely uh strong and uh just like it's been a great package they've only polished it since uh, and i think you would have done quite well on it um in fact, that, that engine's so strong that I think I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but I know your engine builder knows exactly how strong that engine is, as it was spinning him around in the front in the first uh, corner uh, <laughs> of, uh, of um, Bud's Creek this last weekend. Uh, did you have a chuckle about that? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, old Jeremy Coker, he's a he's a good dude. He's been around for a while now, and just. Uh, recently got to get to know him pretty well this last year and he's he's uh man he's got your back it's it's awesome to see and and just the team chemistry that everyone has like it's truly a team and a family over here and i'm just happy to be a part of it absolutely and you you've you've definitely immersed yourself and i think it was a great move for you um also a great move uh, on your part uh, getting yourself uh, hitched in the last uh, year or so and i understand that uh, in your time off Repairing that knee, you're also to uh, do uh, as as normal adults do, as uh, got, uh, mere mortals like myself uh, would go on a honeymoon of sorts, and you were able to do the same thing. What'd you do? Yeah, so uh, my wife and I ended up going down to the Riviera Maya um, actually last week. Um, we got back on Friday and just got to kind of chill out and and be a a real married couple. You know, it's kind of crazy with mm-hmm. with our schedules and stuff, and um, just we. We've been married. Our, our year anniversary is actually coming up uh, in a couple weeks now. But just with uh, how crazy it was with the wedding and, and she was graduating from college last year and, and all that stuff that was going on last year, we just figured it would be better to do it um, at, at our year anniversary. And, and with the, th- the way things worked out this year, it's kind of it's nice. I got to go and, and relax and not really worry about riding dirt bikes and, and kind of shut my brain off from that for Actually, I've been doing that all summer, but I've really been enjoying it and and uh, kind of keeping busy with riding bicycles and training and just trying to be the best I can be off the bike and, and be ready to go when I do get released to ride. But, uh, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to my friends and, and anybody who is looking for a vacation. It was an awesome spot. Fair enough. You're, you're recommending uh, getting married or the the uh, the honeymoon, both maybe? 
I'd say both. All right, fair enough. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's for how crazy the last couple of years have been for me with injuries and stuff. It's really been a a blessing for me. I feel like a lot of a lot of things have have come together and changed, and I'm just happy with the way things have been rolling, regardless of the injuries. For sure, I think I think you'd agree that uh, in in any situation, whether you have uh, injuries or any uh, turmoil or, or kind of an ins- uncertainty with uh, a program or how things are going, or if you have injuries or you have just other things that are going wrong, when you have something really solid in your life that uh, then you can go home at the end of the day and that's the way it's supposed to be and it's solid and it, like you have somebody that's in your corner regardless of what time of day what what week of the of what week of the or day of the week what uh, day of the month um having someone solid like that uh to to rely on and uh, can you can kind of uh you're not taking everything on on your own is something that uh, really strengthens your ability to come back from something like this like any like of any amount of injuries i think that's kind of a feather in your cap maybe something that a lot of uh other riders may not have um at their beck and call yeah for sure i mean it's been it's truly been a blessing for me. Like I said, like just, just with the injuries, I mean, it's, everyone goes through them, but, and everyone knows they're, they're tough mentally. Like, uh, this knee injury was just mentally, I was defeated. Uh, I didn't know what was going to go, what was going to happen and, and how things were going to play out. And obviously to have her in my corner and to be building me up. And she actually like this, the day after surgery, she's buying me like, like uh, motivation books and stuff to read while I'm hurt, and it's just been it's been awesome to have her in my corner and and helping me out. I can honestly say I wouldn't be in the position I am without her. Fair enough. Well, that's a support system you simply can't buy. You can't you can't hire. You can only find that someone. And I'm glad you found that somebody. Um, this season, uh, unlike most seasons, the Star Racing Yamaha team uh, stayed in California, and I'm sure, uh, selfishly, you probably are pumped on that because your buddies uh, and your teammates were uh, were around uh, for for you. Like, obviously, you might not be riding with them and whatnot, but at least the team's around, and uh, and and you're able to maybe participate in some workouts, some road rides, and stuff like that. Uh, how has the the recovery been, and uh, how beneficial to you was having the team? come back to California time and time again throughout the weeks. And, uh, I'm sure that you benefit from that. Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I mean, the, the guy who won two out of the three championships this year is right down the road for me and I get to train with him every day. So it's, it kind of speaks for itself, especially me being new to, um, Swanee's program and not really, not really knowing exactly what what it really entails i guess um it's kind of it's comforting for me because i can see ap and and how hard all these guys work and i'm working just as hard right next to them and they're getting the results so it's kind of like why can't i i'm doing the same thing they are i'm on the same bike they are i have the same opportunities they have Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's just a matter of time and and for me staying healthy and and keeping my head straight so um, it's been awesome having those guys out. I've gone to the track quite a bit this summer just to watch and, and kind of learn and, and, and be around the team and, and be part of the team still. I don't really want to separate myself from them and I wanted to stay in it and, and learn as much as I can because I still have a long way to go in the sport and I'm, I'm ready to, to take the next step. I just kind of have to put all my pieces of the puzzle together and I think I can be there with them. For sure, and, and this is actually a topic that I brought up with uh, Colt Nichols that I think he was even a little bit uh, 
Um, like I, I was kind of kidding when I said it, but he kind of took it to heart, or like maybe it was something that he's been thinking about. Is that uh, yeah, the two the two of you are the only two on the team that haven't won races this year, and uh, the next one to win uh, a race is, is going to be one of the two of you, um, uh, given if, if both of you guys are uh, are with the team uh, next year. Um, does that put any pressure on, on you guys, knowing the fact that uh, the, the program is proving itself, the the bike is proving itself? Um, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, does that, is it a motivating thing or is it, uh, at, so, at certain times, is it kind of a, uh, a demoralizing thing? Like, ah, I'm the only guy that's not pulling and pulling trigger. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of a motivating thing for okay, me. I mean, for, for me, I look at it like we're all at different levels in the sport anyway. So we all have to take the necessary steps to get there. And obviously we all want to win, but there's, there's 20 guys in Supercross on the line. There's 40 guys outdoors that all want to win too, and only yeah. one of us can win. So it's it's kind of got to put it in perspective, you know. And you know, I I I believe it's coming for both of us. I mean, we work our butts off. There's no reason it it, it shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's just a matter of time and just keeping our heads straight. Uh, that's one thing I I really struggled with this year was just staying positive. I was really down on myself during Supercross just because I wasn't producing the results that I, that I knew I was capable of, and it was it it really it really hit me hard seeing AP win these titles and how he kind of approaches the races. It's it's he's such a goofball and he doesn't you wouldn't think he cared about dirt bikes. He's so laid back and just laughing all the time that it's 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 kind of cool to see because I, I need to try to be like that myself. I feel like I was put too much pressure on myself to win and be on the podium this year that it kind of, I failed because of that. I just, I, I couldn't handle it, it mentally. So um, I think it's just, it's just a matter of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together and it's going to happen. It's just um, being patient and, and continuing to put the work in. For sure, and you've definitely been doing that. Maybe we can get into uh, the rehab a little bit. Uh, any knee injury, uh, especially when it's multi ligament, it is uh, it's a process. You you need there's there's surgery involved, uh, and there's steps to and there's a timeline there, but it's a it's a fluid timeline. You'll you'll make the progress when those things come to you. What's that process been like for you? Uh, how quickly were you able to get um, active in any type of way? And then when you were able to do that. What did the progression look like to where you're at now? Yeah, so it's this has really been my first major um, injury where I've had to do therapy and had to to kind of take care of myself that way. Most of my injuries have just been like like broken bones and stuff where they bolt you up and you're good to go in six weeks. You know, so um, for me, it was kind of I it was it was painful and obviously it was a lot of work, but I feel like it's kind of been good for me because I haven't been going crazy about riding my dirt bike. You know, I've been kind of taking it one step at a time and like we wanted to do is get my range of motion back. And that was, I mean, that took, I'm still getting, like I have, I would say 95% of my range of motion back right now. Um, but it's the process, you know, like it, it's taken, I've been hurt for almost four and a half months now. So it's taken a good four months to get the range of motion back and, um, just going to therapy and, and seeing Dr. G and, um, we've been making steady progress and I'd say about six weeks in, I was able to, um, get on my road bike and start cycling and, and then I'd say 
another four weeks after that, I was able to get on my mountain bike. So I've been doing a lot of mountain biking and road cycling and I've actually been doing a couple mountain bike races out here and, and trying to kind of keep that, that race mentality by doing those. And, um, in the gym, in the pool, I was in the pool three weeks after surgery and just, uh, kind of, it's been a really busy summer for me as far as training goes. I've been doing everything I can. I go back, actually go back to see my doctor next week and, Hopefully, if everything goes good, I get the green light and I can start riding. And um, we'll see what happens. We kind of had it in our heads; it was going to be a four to six month injury, and uh, I'm at four and a half now. So, um, I guess best case scenario, he lets me ride, and worst case scenario, I have to wait another six weeks. So, well, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you just cut up for a second there. So I thought I thought you were oh. done your your. Uh what you're saying there, but, uh, so if you're able to ride, is there any chance that we see a freckle on a YZ, uh, 125 or 250 for straight rhythm? Uh, I know it might have a different energy drink sponsor, but, uh, I for one would like to see it. Uh, probably not going to happen. Damn it. Um, I would say for me, a, a goal of mine has kind of been, if I do get released to ride, I'd like to race monster cup. Okay. Um, just a goal. I don't know if it's even possible. Like I said, I haven't even touched a dirt bike in four and a half months, so I have no idea how I'm going to be my first day, first couple weeks back. Um, so it's kind of, it might be a long shot, but I'd like to race Monster Cup, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, the big, the big picture for me is, is Supercross next year and being ready for that and, and being able to, uh, contend for that title. For sure. You got to have your uh, sights set on that. So uh, contract-wise, moving into 2019, uh, the contract you signed with with Star Racing, I don't know the the details of it. Was it the two-year deal? Was it a one-year deal? Uh, Are you looking for something for 2019? Are you all locked up? Nope. I'm I'm locked in with Star for next year. I ended up signing a two-year deal last year. So, Um, yeah kind of been nice not having to worry about getting a ride and, and taking care of that i'm taking care of been able to focus 100 percent on my recovery and getting back to 100 percent healthy fair enough so that being said this is uh, you're coming up on uh, about 12 months or about, actually about eight uh, ten months working with gareth swanapool how has that transition been from working with tyler rattray who's a guy who i think you really enjoyed working with and i think that uh like he he gave you a tool bag full of, uh, of, of just tricks, tips and tricks to use with your training regiment. Uh, how much of that do you still use and how much uh, have you enjoyed working with Swanee and some of the things that he's been working with you, uh, over the last, uh, last four months and obviously the six months prior to that? Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. I've really been enjoying it and, uh, it's been fun too. Cause, uh, Swanee's been doing, or he's been trying to get ready for some triathlons and, uh, he's actually going to do a half Ironman at the end of the year. So no big deal. Kind of had, yeah, kind of had him to train with and and do do uh, my training with with him. So it's been fun having my training partner almost. And then uh, actually been doing a little work with Bradley Taft out here um, as far as cycling and and gym work and stuff like that when Swanee's gone on the weekend. So um, it's been a lot of fun. I've been doing. I feel like I've had my biggest. Um, training load off the bike this last four months that I've ever had before just trying to stay busy and and keep my mind off my dirt bike so um 
really got into the mountain biking stuff um, the last couple months and been having a lot of fun with that. Um, like I said, I've raced a couple uh, mountain bike races out here. There's one tomorrow night. I think I'm. I think I'm doing. I haven't quite decided yet. Oh, and yeah, then uh, I'm probably yeah probably. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So and then kind of that same thing uh like if i don't get released to ride next week then there's another mountain bike race um the end of september that i'd like to do that's it's a big one up in big bear that's like uh i think it's over 60 miles and it's uh like 10,000 feet of climbing so um been been really busting my butt on that and just enjoying it and loving loving my mountain bike but it's it's been a blast i'm i'm excited for the progress i've made um the last couple months just um with my body and, and off the bike training. Well, there you go. And so for anybody who rides mountain bikes or cycles in general, it's all about, uh, it's all about gas. And by gas, I mean gear acquisition syndrome. Uh, how many bikes do you own? What kind of bike do you ride? I'm sure there's a few cyclists listening that would love for you to kind of get into, uh, what component tree that you're working with on your mountain bikes. And of course you guys always have some pretty cool stuff, uh, dabbling with, uh, such, uh, uh, uh amazing brands like specialized and stuff like that. So who, who, what do you ride and what kind of component tree are you working with? Yeah. So I actually just got a new mountain bike from intense, um, okay. their new, um, uh, cross country bike, the, the sniper, uh, probably almost a month ago now. And that thing, that thing's trick. I've, I like that thing a lot. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, just kind of blown away with it. Before that, I had some. I had a specialized Epic, and I have a specialized road bike that I have. Um, just a just a kind of lower line one. Um, not really too crazy. And Shimano and all those guys are helping out a lot. So, just uh, yeah, I'm pretty basic. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too fancy. Just uh, something to get the work done on. Fair enough. You want to get that uh, get the get the let out when it comes to uh, pumping the legs. Uh, and speaking of working out, I've I uh, was uh, happily enough to go to the W training facility during uh, January and uh, successfully use all of their forty five pound weights at the same time, which was both alarming for me and uh, maybe a bit depressing for Johnny Louch. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, it's an amazing facility. Tell me a little bit about training there. And, uh, and whether or not you've encouraged Johnny to order any more 45-pound weights because uh, you're going to be working on the legs soon. You need to get those squat, uh, deep in those squats. And, uh, yeah, man, like uh, that place is awesome. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, we meet up there uh, every day for bike ride and stuff. And then uh, it's really centrally located for all of us um, that work with Swanee. So um, that's kind of like our meetup point for, for our bike rides and, and mountain bike rides and stuff like that. And then obviously the gym is, is pretty phenomenal. It's got everything you need and, and could use for us. Um, you know, we're not, we're not too crazy into, to getting big and bulky, but, uh, <laughs> so we're fine with, with the lighter weights, but, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Play a little basketball after we're done with the workout and call it a day. Fair enough. And also with the yoga, you guys don't get like straight into it with like the calming, like butterfly music, but you do got, you guys do do the yoga. How, uh, is that something that's new for you for 2018? Uh, how do you enjoy that? And what kind of benefit do you find that brings to your program? If at all, uh, yoga has been, been pretty awesome. I, I think I, I've done it every once in a while. Um, before I started working with Swanee, but 
I mean, we do it once a week, and and Megan comes out and uh, and is like our our teacher for that. And um, yeah, I look forward to it every day. It kind of gets me relaxed and and recovered and ready for the next day. I I think yoga's yoga and being flexible in general is super important uh, when it comes to riding a dirt bike, just for injury prevention alone. So I've honestly been focusing really hard on that um, since I've been injured and getting the full range of motion back in my knee and being as flexible as I can. Um, just how much we train and we ride and, and cycle and stuff like that, our, our muscles just get super tight. And if you're not relieving them, your body's not going to work to its fullest potential. So um, I I enjoy yoga. There's some people that would rather not do it, but it's it's part of the job, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's just, it's just part of it. Of all your teammates, who is uh, the least flexible or talented at yoga? Who has the most difficult time getting into Sleeping Pigeon? Oh, uh, that's probably me. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not very flexible at all. Um, AP's really flexible. Colt's pretty flexible. Um, Justin, Justin Cooper, and I—I I would say we're about the same when it comes to flexibility. We're not. We're not very uh, flexible at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, it was cool to see you guys get into that and uh, maybe a little bit out of your element as far as like you guys are really good at really r- riding dirt bikes, but it's cool sometimes to watch you guys look a little bit human when you're uh, when you're, you're you're doing the training and stuff like that because uh, it's something that you're you're always working to that the uh, the absolute maximum, right? As far as like pushing it and uh, you you want to uh, like train so that uh, on race day you're not pushing it to the, the absolute limit. You're actual you you guys do obviously. But uh, because of the training, your limit on race day is this that much higher. Um, one thing that stuck out, stood out for me this year with you um, was in Houston. Um, you didn't get to see you ride. Like, uh, didn't get to see enough of you riding in Supercross, uh, and obviously didn't get to see you ride outdoors at all, um, which is a bummer for me because you have un- incredible style on the motorcycle. But one thing that stuck out to me is that you were one of maybe two guys the entire day that could uh, come down the, the straightaway where it, like the where the, the the start would funnel in, and you would drop the mm-hmm. front tire like you'd wheelie the first roller, drop the front tire, and go three three, and literally you you were the only other guy uh, other than, I can't I think maybe AC did it once, but he cased the shit out of it um, that was actually doing that on a regular basis. Why do you why are you so talented with that stuff? Um, I'm not really sure. It's just something I've always kind of enjoyed doing and is like the, the tricky rhythms and stuff like that. It's kind of, it bit me a lot growing up. I was hurt a lot because I was dumb enough to do stuff like that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, sometimes it works out and I, I just felt more comfortable doing that rhythm than just the double, double, double. I, I tried the double, double, double deal in practice and I didn't, I felt like it was too, I felt like I had to check up too much to do it. So, um, I don't think the triple triple was necessarily hard. It was just something that uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure why people weren't really doing it. I liked it too because I was getting in the opposite rhythm as the rut. Um, that too, yeah. So I wasn't. So I was landing, and it was it was really smooth, and I didn't have to worry about getting cross rutted or anything like that. Um, Plus, it looks and, cool because you're going three three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> I was we were lucky enough to ride press day as well, so that was okay. that was pretty nice. I was able to do that and press and and get that all dialed in before even practice took off on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Houston was probably my favorite race of the year. I love that 
that stadium, that dirt. It's in Texas. It's just a, uh, it's a good time. Fair enough. And so last year, a number of your uh, teammates, I think this has all went down prior to you being named to the team, uh, were involved with the, the Premix 2 video. I, I assume that there will be at some point a Premix 3. If Don, Don Maeda calls uh, Mitchell Oldenburg and says, hey, I got a YZ125 or a 250 two-stroke to ride uh, this fall at some point, maybe just for one day at Elsinore, uh, which actually might not be your favorite place in the world right now, um, <laughs> would would you answer that phone call? Would it be a positive RS for VP? And if you had a choice, you're going 125 or 250. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was actually supposed to do the Premix Two video, but I got hurt last year, oh, so I wasn't able to do it. Oh, but okay. uh, is that why they put yeah. uh, Alex Martin on the 150? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so that was a bummer. I was really excited. I actually found out like two days and or like on a Thursday, and I got hurt on a Saturday. So. I was really bummed out about that, but no, I'd for sure be on a 125. Bucking I'm, I'm not too big of, I, I don't know, I haven't rode a 252 stroke too much, but the little bit I have, I wasn't, I wasn't too pumped on them. Those things are kind of scary. They're funny to ride. <laughs> like, honestly, for me, I've been on one for about five years now, so like a 125 just feels like I'm wringing its neck. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit too much, but yeah, it's almost like kind of an acquired taste, uh, if if you know what I mean. Like, you kind of not yeah. kinda know like how to come out of corners right on them. Cause if you come out too hard, you can just like get like completely break the back end loose and that's going nowhere. And then, and then you can, or you can mm-hmm. wheelie and they're going nowhere either. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're different there. It's, it's not nearly like a one twenty five where you can literally just like rip it off of anything and never worry about putting a wheel wrong. Cause they're light and they're flickable and this, that, and the other thing that uh, they are an acquired taste. But I think if you get used to them, I know, uh, like uh, Colt Nichols really likes riding those things, so uh, maybe you have mm-hmm. to get the two of you. Maybe need to go out and uh, shake one of those down together. And speaking of which, uh, like who of your of your teammates do you like riding with the most? Like uh, if you had, I always have good teammates. But uh, who who like if you were to like pick two guys out of your team to go for a ride day with, who's coming along with you? Uh, I mean. For me, it would probably be AP and Colt. I think uh, AP just knows how to have a good time. Obviously, he's always having a good time, and he doesn't take anything really seriously, or he doesn't seem like he takes anything seriously. And then, yeah. I mean, Colt, Colt, and and even like Justin Bogle, like those Oklahoma kids, man, they got they have some serious style on a dirt bike and know how to have some fun. So, um, yeah, it'd probably be those two. I really enjoy watching Colt ride. I think he's got some of the best style out there for sure. So he's uh and I've I've grown up racing him since fifties, so I've known him for quite a while and just a uh, super cool kid to be around. For sure. A lot of times people forget that uh you, with, through the amateur scene, a lot of you guys have seen each other for decades, literally. Uh I imagine that uh like these guys, like a, a number of them including Colt would probably you you've you've had more uh, Thanksgivings with Colt Nichols than you've had with uh, other extended family because that's of course uh, always Minios. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's been cool. I, I Colt and I have battled our whole lives. It's pretty crazy to think back on on all the battles we've had on 80s and and 125s and even in the A class at Loretta's and and stuff like that. It's it seems like I would win one moto and he'd win the next moto. It's just we always flip flopped. I don't think we ever beat each other two motos straight up in a row so it was pretty crazy just growing up racing him and and being teammates with him now 
For sure. Of course, that uh, even probably dates back to back when uh, your your family has now actually owned two different racetracks over the years. And I think I don't think they I think they've actually uh, taken their stranglehold off of uh, Oak Hill, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Staples back mm-hmm. in the day, did did Colt ever come up there and race? Um, no, I don't think so. We would That's go down to far Oklahoma and yeah, we would go down to Oklahoma for a week or two in the winter and, okay. and yeah. get away and do some riding down there. So I raced him at some area qualifiers and stuff like that. And then, uh, he would come up for the regional a couple of years. I think he I raced him at Millville a couple of times and, and stuff like that. So usually I did every regional I did, he was at. So, um, and then obviously the amateur nationals and stuff. So yeah, I just been around Colt a lot, and then when I moved to Texas, it was almost like I was seeing him every weekend. So um, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Fair enough. Well, cool to see the two of you uh, land at the same spot and uh, and get signed on to the, the uh, both be signed onto the team uh, basically within a few weeks of each other. That's pretty neat. Um, Mitchell Oldenburg here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by FMF, which of course you can find an FMF system on the back of Mitchell's bike all of this year and all of next year. And, of course, you're probably head-to-toe in all the latest and greatest from FMF uh, apparel, which I'm actually wearing right now, oddly enough. Um, But uh, (laughs) this has been a fun interview. It always is. We make radio gold, and that's all we do when you come on the podcast. So, uh, once again, I thank you for making some time for us, and uh, I I hope that you get the world's best news next time you see a position about your knee and uh, and we can see you in uh, whether it be a, a two-stroke video or any type of video or most likely in about five weeks time uh, some insta bangers of you already testing supercross where you bust out a quad somewhere yeah hopefully i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm ready to get to work and ready to have a good year Awesome, my friend. Well, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you uh, as the off-season continues on. Uh, maybe, maybe if you're able to race Monster Cup, we grab you around that time as well. Uh, we, we'll keep you posted. But uh, as always, I appreciate the time, my friend. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me.